So, uh, you're, you're going to go first? Yeah. <sighs> it's been a while. Oh, we're going to have some rules for this. What do you mean? Well, well, yeah, obviously one hand. One hand? Of yeah, course. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you can and you can put bat. So you can you can you can, uh, you can, you can it's not touch move. Dude, what are you? What? I'm not breaking the rules yet. No. Well then, maybe shut your mouth. I'm <laughs> playing. I'll play how I play. That is good. So you were at the workshop today? Uh, just very briefly, just now, I was up in Palmy. Um, for your mama! For my mamu. Was her, birth, was her birthday or no, she was just, no. just to hang out with your mom. I went to the Avalon markets today. But it's, it's a Christmas market thing, it's like once a year. Yeah. It was a fucker. What do you mean? I was in like... It was a big market park, it was just, it was fucked. I've never seen traffic, parking issues, oh people... God. Heat, I don't like heat and people at the best of times, together, and, and markets. And snacks. I hated it, dude. It's, it's, uh, and Gosling, mate. Yes. You don't like yes. I was gonna. I was going to bring up Gosling with you. That was the first. That's what I was gonna say. If I've already referenced that like eight times today, I walked up. I was like, "You just know there's be Gosling here." Yeah. My mom was like, "What's wrong with Gosling You know? I'm like, "It's not the Gosling itself. It's the people. It's the stall. It's how they squeeze their way into every single Sydney event. <laughs> if there's a, if there is even like." A whisper of a reason for a food stall to be somewhere, the Gosmas are in there right away, right? Those fucking old ladies. And we get there, guess which is the only stall to have two stalls? Gosma. I'm not, I'm not sure we're pronouncing that correctly, but I, I don't feel give like... a shit. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm not going to eat it anyway. I, I was livid. Livid. If I'm going to see them, I, like, I just boil with anger. And you know I did it really? Mr. Mr. And Mrs. Z? Love a bit of Gosma. Yeah, they would, because you're, you're basically a Turk. That's why. Well, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, most people, most people, reminds like my it. mom of her time in, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I've got like, I've got beef with it because I don't, I don't like what's in it. Like I would never eat a gazame and then just the, just the arrogance of them to be everywhere. And what really gets me, what really kind of turned me, it was a couple years Wait, ago. Wait, I don't lose because I dropped it. No, I, no. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Um, so I was at the noodle market a couple years ago, you know, the night noodle market, which yeah. is, is it around now? Is it passed? No, it's, ha- it's happened. Happened already. Um, there's guys on my way there now. And I was like, come on. There's nothing sacred. <laughs> it's almost like we, someone created a market situation. It's to, just Turkish to noodles, exclude. man. It's Turkish noodles. It's, it's well, are you going to de- deny that it's Turkish noodles? Then when this comes down, we get a whole like, geopolitical event. It's like, is Turkey Asian? Is Turkey European? What do they want? What do you want to be? You want to be European? You want to be in the EU? Well, you can't be in the noodle market. Get out. <laughs> You call it. The ball's your court, Turkey. You pick. You can't be in Europe and in the noodle market at the same time. It doesn't work that way. I'm sorry. Otherwise, we have no rules. We have chaos. And the noodle market just becomes another fucking market, right? Anyway. So that got me worked up. Oh, I also got worked up yesterday. Because drive. I was a Beck. And we're driving down to, um, to Palmy. Yeah. And we go to... Um, it was a hot afternoon. You know, this is like, say, 4 o'clock. I so said, maybe we'll go to Newport Arms. You know, it's at Hems establishment. Been there a couple times. That's yeah. all right. You got some pretty good pizza. Yeah, well, some beers. Nice big courtyard area and stuff. So we said, we'll pop in and have a beer en route. We're like 15 minutes off my mom's place. Um, so I get to the front, and there's a bouncer. It's like 4 p.m., right? Like, families, everyone's walking through. Yeah. ID. 
Now I know this movie trouble because my ID is in bad shape. Like it's split, <laughs> it's faded. It, well, it's, you don't have a watt for starters. That's so a problem. Yes, I know the problem is. Well, awareness of the problem is only half the battle. I don't care. <laughs> you know that I don't obey man's law. There's one law for one, one law for J Bob and one law for, for everybody, everybody else. else. Exactly. So and this is part of it. So I um I show my deal, I'm knowing the door was a god mate. I have to call someone look at this. I was like, dude, I'm 35 years old. I'm almost 20 years in the clear of being able to drink legally in this country. Like, this is just so fucking stupid. Like it just makes me angry, just the fact that this is even a thing. And he's like, Man, sorry, like, you know, you don't Well, you didn't get in. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, it's not that I'm saying you look under 18. He's like, you know, but it's just the rules. I'm like, rules? And like some other dude walks in who's like an, a, another adult. And they're like, you didn't card him. He's like, I know, but I'm carding you. Like, and you don't, he's like, the rule is if you look under 25. I'm like, do I look under 25 even? Come on. He's like, well, you don't look 35. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, what's the deal? You know? Like, if you, if you believe me, just fucking let me in over my afternoon, you know? So he calls his manager over. And Madrid comes, he's like, ooh, I don't know about this. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Mm, mm, mm. Do they have a picture which is like, you must look at least this yeah, old? Yeah, I'm like... Got Jonathan Taylor Thomas on it <laughs> <laughs> Must be at least JTT to ride. <laughs> yeah. And so um, so he's like, I, I know. He's like, oh, I don't know, man. This is a bad... It's, it's about the quality. At this point, it's purely about the quality of the license. No longer about me, right? It's like, oh, I don't know if we can use this. Like, but there's people who are not even, they may have no ID on them at all. And there's not a law to carry ID on you. So, like, what's the deal? Like, there's tons of people walking through right now who you don't even well, know. Well, surely you can see it from their perspective, right? Oh, in the sense that it's easier to say no to someone if there's anything that's going to cause potential trouble for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just easier to say no. Why invite anything if you have even a glimmer of uncertainty about something? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. I think it's ridiculous. Because it absolves people of thought and everything else that goes with it, right? And then he, this guy has to call another manager. So I've got three people there. And she walks up. She's like, no. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, look, dude, I'm not going to fight. I don't give a shit anymore. I'm leaving. But honestly, like there's tons of people walking through right now. You don't even know if they have ID on them. And you're picking a bone with me about this. I'm clearly fucking well into being able to drink at this place or to come into the bar. And it's like, look, mate, I don't want to argue with you. But I didn't ask those people. So don't worry about them. And I was like... Well, you're arguing with me <laughs> for someone who didn't want to be arguing and I was like this is fucked and then Beck made a good point and it really fucking steamy he said there's kids there and they're not drinking I'm like why can't I, I'm, I'm presumed to be guilty and drinking illegally what I can't just go there and have a fucking pizza well she could have she could be your parental guardian right she could be my mother and they couldn't say that she's not but they can't read my ID again <laughs> <laughs> so okay so, so what is their what is their argument if you were going to go well look, I don't know so, she's my parental guardian I, you got me you got me you got me I'm 12 I'm 12 <laughs> this is my mom yeah I'll just have some pizza thanks and maybe like a Shirley Temple <laughs> no we don't believe you we think you're going to try drinking well, why? Why do you believe me? Because I look we're fucking old, old, right? Yeah. Which is oh, because you That's... think I might? Because you think I'm old enough to go and try and get a drink? Yeah. <laughs> Which is it? So as we're walking to the car, she was like, you know, there's tons of kids walking through, and I was like, oh, I need to go back there now and tell them that. Like, seriously, like, you're not. It's not like a nightclub. There are children there. It's the families there. Yeah. Why can't they go? There's just a regular law-abiding, non-drinking citizen. <laughs> so, so you, you can go if you're underage. You can get go in there. Yes. If, if you're, you're underage, underage and have ID. 
You can be in there. No, if you're if you're well over age, with n- no one cares. If you're so, so there's this blind spot where if you're over age, but look like you're I'm younger than Jonathan Taylor you, Thomas, yes. then you can't. Jonathan Taylor Thomas in yeah, well, <laughs> like, yeah. Pick which 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 like which version of JT Home Improvement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you look younger. They're like season eight, home improvement JTT, then yeah. you're in trouble. Yeah, so I'm in, this, I'm in this window where it was, you know, it's fucking shitty. It put me in a really bad mood. I was like, this is fucked. I just hate having to deal with people who are meatheads and don't think. And it's like, you give them, you find holes in their reasoning and what they're doing. And they just, it's like, just don't care because I don't have to let you in. And then come this idea that they're able to basically refuse people entry based on appearance. Yeah. And that's fucking dangerous, right? Because it's like, we don't like how... We don't trust how you look. We don't want you. You can't come in here. Mm-hmm. You look too black to be here. Like, well, here's, there's another question. It's like, if you were other than white ethnicity, yeah, would they have done that? They, there's no way they would do that. Imagine you look like you were underage and like... Black don't crack, right? <laughs> black don't crack. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a whole lot involved when they just... I think it's your guy, by the way. When they just don't give a shit, you know? And like, what's, what's the, they're busy. It's, it's a busy, warm summer Saturday afternoon. They don't give a shit if I go in there and, like, they lose my business. They just don't... They see me ID. They can get... Like, it's like, they can get in trouble. This is the, the ultimate the idea comes down to the fact that the police do a raid and the police give me shit, right? Well, the police will find them. The f- 5, police will find them if I... But, like... I'm clearly, it's not actually an issue. Like, the police will see my ID and they won't like my ID. But I can just say, well, I'm not going to say they didn't ask for my ID, but I can say, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm fucking 35 years old. They won't get in trouble because I'm fucking 35 years old. I'm sure of it. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. That's enough about that. But it really put me in a fucking bad mood. I know. So my weekend was bookended by, like, bullshit. Gosame and, like, Fucking bar meatheads. Mate, yours and mine both. I have a story to tell. Oh, do you? Are you holding it for Fucking tell. Welcome to the podcast, by the way. Episode two. Episode two. Let's not do that again. We've, Episode two. We've, we bow down to the request. We will. There's been a lot of pressure for this one. A lot of pressure. <laughs> like, I said, like I said to Jazz a couple of days ago, you have your whole life to make your first podcast yeah. and one week to make your second. So we hope so that this, expect uh, this to be a dismal failure. Yeah, we don't know how it's going to go. But not, we have but no not for lack of news, not for lack of news because I've, I've got, I'm coming in hot and it's fucking interesting, man. Do you think this it's will feed some fucking, combo? Oh, it, it, look, this one might be a bumper edition. Oh, it's, shit. Yeah. Okay, we'll get I, into I, Well, I don't know. I've got, I've got to smooth into it because it's pretty full on. You got me, you actually got my heart racing a little bit. My heart's been up the I'm whole day like, after I, I found this out. Okay, well, fuck. Okay, now I'm like, I'm on the edge of my... I'm, if you look at me, I'm actually... We can, we can uh, supply some supplemental photography for this podcast. <laughs> I am actually already on the edge okay, of well, very Let's seat. explain what the podcast is about because we've had, we've had numerous questions about this, about what the... Wait a minute. Do we... Do we want to clarify anything? Do we, want to, do we even know what it is? Or should we just let it be organic? Oh, I'm clear. I'm, I've, I've, I've gone you're... clear on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say you're a Scientologist now. I am. I am clear as day. I um, but, audited myself well, then, and know exactly what's going okay, on. Okay. Well, then let me ask you this. Do you want to impose your preconceptions about what this is onto me and to our listeners? Absolutely, I do. Because <laughs> I, I fear what would happen if I don't for your sake. That is. Okay. Okay, then... Yeah. All right. It's it's okay. It's a podcast where we keep informed our buddy who is overseas, married with kid, and we are telling him of our exploits as single thirty-something-year-old men. The irony being the exploits are fairly non-existent 
in the traditional sense. We are playing Jenga right now, so if that counts as an exploit, then uh-huh. you are and it's anyone's behind game the eight ball, right my friend Paz. Anyone's game, but it's not just about Paz, actually, is it? No, it's not. No, Paz was a vehicle for which to uh, more of a nomenclature vehicle. Yep, for the uh, thing, but it's the same situation for all of our friends who are n- no longer with us. Our Rest. dearly, our dearly departed <laughs> buddies. Uh, so we could have also called the show "The Departed," which would have confused some people. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe we'll change when, it to "The Departed." Like we should do that, and then when the like, when we get sued by whatever Universal, like, sure. we'll hit news and stuff. It'll be on blogs and whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then people will definitely listen. Yeah, they'll, I mean, they'll tune like, out very quickly because they won't make any sense. <laughs> but we're still, we might get a small spike where they're, where they're confused. Um, okay, so, okay, so, so he's, henceforth known as the Departed Here's podcast. the big news, because I thought I had big news, and we were going to talk about the whole chat I had with the three feminists last weekend. Sure, I wasn't planning on that, but I was happy no, to well, speak I was, I was, I had, you, that was my news. I was like, we yeah. can talk about that. We could move into a discussion of feminism. Yeah. I have bigger news now, because um, I'll, I'll give you the, the like I'm trailer before I'm I... I'm fucking excited about things right now. But basically, I'm about to have a talk with... Um, two people from Lentils, the boss and the volunteer manager. This is on. Um, no, let's let's start that one again, so I can edit out the names of people <laughs> and places. Which reminds me, I think because this is public, and I'm also ultimately I'm going to need to edit out some of what was discussed in the last one <laughs> because it's fairly incriminating towards a certain friend of mine, and uh, uh, yes, like within the hallowed walls of our friendship group, it's totally fine. But if by any reason this gets, <laughs> I can't imagine why it would. But it could. It's probably not great things that I'm... It's personal stuff I'm discussing that's not, you know, appropriate. That's good. So, so we'll delete that one and this will be we'll episode. Edit. This might be. This might end up being episode one. That was a pilot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, so... so continue. So, community, community restaurant. Mudgeon? That I volunteer at. Yeah, go for it. I volunteer at a community restaurant. Hey, where's that water, by the way? Oh, shit. Sure. Come on. Oh... So anyway, I've been asked, my, my day went like this. I was asked by the general manager to meet up this coming week. Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, can you just meet up and have a chat? I said, like, oh, maybe it's about the fact that I've been, I ditched a few of my shifts and got someone else to fill in for me and I didn't got, put it through her and I thought maybe she's going to tell me off for that or whatever. I was like, it's fine. It's a fairly small misdemeanor. Turns out there has been a, a against you. fairly significant complaint put against me by a... Um, uh, volunteer there. Yeah. So I volunteer. She's a volunteer as well. Now yeah. I floor manage. Now you tell me what that. I think I dock your pay, by the way. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Okay. Well, so, so technically, technically, there is a hierarchy there, right? She's a. I'm a floor manager, and she's a just non floor manager volunteer. But we're both volunteering our time. Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah. Pays um, the same. Sorry. Pays the same. No, I actually get. I get a small stipend. Okay. Get a small stipend. Tax free? Yeah. And stipend. Yeah. Um, that's why that's why I was yeah. well, that, that, okay. that's well, it was uh, this I mean I, I maybe this comes into it and we can discuss that. But, yeah, okay. Um, so two months ago we um, she was on my shift or whatever. Mm-hmm. She she was on my shift, I said, Hey, whatever, we were hung we were on the shift together, she went home, all good. She comes back on my shift another time, I'm like, Hey, what's up? Hey gone, we were on the shift together, no problem. Afterwards, I was like, hey, there might be some people going to hang out at this place around the corner. After Thingo, Holy do you want to come and join, right? Not Holy Moly, it's a different place. Yeah. Stop naming places and things. <laughs> Stop using nouns. Stop no, using nouns. No people, places, or things. So, okay. 
Um, so then we go and have a whatever coffee or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, Stop name. You don't have to be specific about the kind of drink you had. Well, I didn't have a coffee for sure. But okay, no, no, you wouldn't. Oh, fucking get in there, mate. Oh, mate, you're making, you're making, there you go. You're making a dog's breakfast over this. Anyway, so she's um, from a different different country. She's here. She said she's about to go travel around Australia, kind of thing. Yes. We have chats, and I'm like, oh, look, I've become very like matter of fact about things these days, chatting to girls, and I've kind of been like, you know what, I'm no. I, Tell them about various problems I have with anxiety, or whatever. I don't hold back with stuff. Um, we, we made a and I was kind of like, we, we made I a bloody podcast about it. You tell yeah. people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of like, well, you know, and I basically, basically tell her that, you know, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking for someone. I'm, I'm you know, on mm-hmm. the lookout for someone. But you're just chatting. At this point. Just chatting. Whatever. How long have you known her for, by the way? The second time. Second time we met. Okay. Anyway, like, oh, can you, can you tell me how old she is? 20, uh, 20 late twenties. Is she pretty? Yeah, she's pretty cute. Okay. Oh, not it's not what's important, but I'm just trying to set a scene here for myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and one thing leads to another and she ends up back at this, back here because I'm like, whatever, she's cute. I'm single and whatever. We're both adults. It's legal. It's legal. Um, and I've mentioned at this point, the fact that I'm looking to find someone. I've also mentioned the fact that I wouldn't probably wouldn't want to be dating someone that's from overseas because... It's fraught with... Well, yeah, because I've done it before and I'm not into like long distance shit. CF Camilla. CF Camilla, exactly. CF, thanks. <laughs> CF, someone whose name, whatever. Um, we, we can edit that out. Yeah, right. It's Camilla with a C. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will edit this out. And if you're going to spell it the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a soft K. <laughs> so, okay. So she comes back. We, um, whatever, we end up hooking up while she's over here. I was, and we're on the couch and I go, Hey, do you want to go to the bedroom kind of thing? She's like, yeah, cool. Kind of thing. I tell her at some point, I'm like, I'm probably not comfortable having sex. Cause I don't know, just me. I, I don't I, first or second time I've met someone. I'm not really that like keen on that stuff. I just like, I want to get to know the person physically as well. Kind of what my, I don't know. Just, you want to, you want to write a physical, you want to check some yeah. things. Yeah. Well, I just crunch some numbers. I feel like that intimacy needs to be created over at least a little bit longer than that. Yeah, whatever. Sure. So I tell I tell her this, and like yeah. she's like, "Oh, that's, that's totally cool." Whatever. Like I'm not. That's not creepy at all. It's the opposite of creepy. Well, it's it's well, I think so, right? Like I mean, I'm being straight so. up. I'm like, I'm not going to sex with you. Yeah. So then shit gets a bit heavy in the in the old boudoir. Yeah. And um, at, th- at that point, I'm like, oh, oh motherfucker! How did I do that? Oh Jesus! Well, oh man. My fat fingers. Do we have know? to say gender? Yeah, we do. Well, who, who won Yahtzee? Me, I think. So you I'm, too, I'm too zip. Yeah, I mean, we, we should probably line this well, up again. That was, a, that was a, um, a pilot episode. This doesn't really count. So I want to see how loud that was. Okay. Anyway, so... I'll rack these up again. Manually. M- manually. Good. A la mano. Right. A la mano. So yeah, continue. So... Basically, two consenting adults. I, I, I'm ask, I've asked numerous times. Two, two consenting adults are not having sex. Yes. Having sex. <laughs> well, exa- oh, okay, great point you raised there because basically what happens is, you know, I, things get a little frisky and I'm like, look, I, I can go down on you kind of thing. And yeah. um, I'm like, you, would you be cool if I did that? I, literally, I said it like that, like total mood killing, but me like, and that is, I, I'd, I'd like go- to be, yeah. I'd like, you know, 
you know, are you cool, you cool with me doing that? And she was like, yes. Make it sound so I, I did that. <laughs> um, and that was it. I didn't, nothing was asked in return. Yeah. And that was how the night sort of, like she stayed over, uh, did she stay over? Irrelevant. Um, I think she might, might have left some time after that. We had big chats, whatever. Um, that's the end of, end of it. So the, like, if you want to call that sex, you call that sex, fine, whatever. But I think I'd call that sex. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, I think maybe, because bear in mind, like if you're a lesbian, that's all you got, right? Yeah. And they would call that sex. Sure. I'm so, not, not, not going to deny that there's, you know, multiple definitions of, yeah. Um, but okay. So then she goes over, she goes and does her trips or whatever and starts messaging me. Oh, actually no. Three days later, I get a message from her. Can saying, you tell me where she's from, by the way? She's from the UK. Not? From the UK. Oh, okay. Um, three days later, I get a message. Is your name Jill? No. I get a message from her saying, um, I heard that you went and had ice cream with someone else, with this girl from Lentils. Like she had lunch with this girl from Lentils. And she's like, I heard you went and had ice cream with this girl from Lentils three days before we hooked up or whatever. Wait, did you? Yeah. You didn't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but okay. Yeah. So A, I was like, okay, um, you're right. I did. Busted. Yeah. You got yeah. me before we hooked up. I had seen other people in a completely non-romantic thing where we went and had ice cream and that was it. Like, true. No, no, no. Seriously, that, that, that is that is what, ha- what yeah. happened. Like, okay. And Dude, if anything more happened, you can tell me. I don't care. No, no, no. I'm, I'm being... You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I'm with you. Um, so, yeah. So, then, basically, um, she gives me this, like, really inflammatory message and I was just like... I, I don't know what to say. So I called her and I was like, look, I, you know, we should chat about this. Not just give me text because whatever. I, d- I don't understand like what your problem, what the problem is with that. And I'm yeah. trying to be nice without being angry. Cause at the same time, I'm a bit like, well, what the fuck? Who are you to tell me what I could do? Even if it was after the fact, like, so totally, what? totally. What? You're, do you know what I mean? Like, in fact, even, okay, I, if yeah. it was after the fact and I promised you the world in like one night or whatever, like it's, it's it's like, well, but we met twice and, and, and it doesn't matter because you, you don't have to say it could have been after because it was before and it yeah, doesn't matter. Like well, that, that was, the, you don't the, even the need to make that. You don't need to make thing. It was yeah. like, yes, it was only a few days before we hooked up. So like, what, what's your thing? Anyway, so she was like, this is like, this is like, the, I saw an Instagram, like meme picture that a girl posted a few weeks ago where she was like curled up on the couch, eating ice cream, crying. And she's like angry at you because you had ex-girlfriends and didn't wait for me. <laughs> yeah. And it's that kind of thing. It's right? like, what the fuck? You knew someone before me? And there was, there was this element of just like, well, the, the fact that at some point during the time we were whatever. Yeah. I'd met, I was saying, look, I don't want to, I'm not in this for a long-term thing. Like, Did you at any point this night that you were with her, and this is a serious question, did you ever promise to her that you would erase the history before you met her in any, in any meaningful way. Did you promise to wipe... You're losing your ability to actually ask serious questions. You know that, right? <laughs> I know, I know. But you know what I'm saying, like... Well, anyway, I know yeah. you're on my side with this. Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so that happened. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this... Obviously, she's not, like... Stable. Well, emotionally stable. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, nor am I, really. I'm not going to say that she's any worse off than me in that respect, but... I think it's a fact seeing that. I was like, okay, well, she, and she actually apologized for that afterwards. Um, saying, what did she say when she Oh, she was saying she's just not in a good space, whatever. And, you know, oh, no. um, 
Anyway, so she goes away. She starts messaging me a bit. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to like... Engage in this. Engage too much. Because I don't want to like, you know... Clearly, she, clearly I think she's bit. into me. And I just don't want to lead her on and all this kind of business. So... I'm sort of, and also I don't like texting as the people, the listeners of this podcast would, would know I'm not yeah. you know, massive on the no, non, yeah. non-human based communication. So she's, she's away messaging me and she gets really shitty that I'm not replying all the time, whatever. And she Which reflects, she it, she reflects on the stuff that we, that happened and she has more grievances about it, about something that I said to her about how, like I said, I was really looking for a relationship and she like thought that kind of convinced her to do stuff and all this kind of business. And, um, anyway, so then, um, what happens next? So she comes back from that, from there. And I'm like, look, let's just go and get a bite to eat at lentils and just hang out, like just clear the air and just whatever. Let's just yeah. be friends and whatever. So we, we do that. I'm giving her no romantic attention. I'm just like, you know, oh, how are you going? What's no, up? How's uh, the trip? No vibes. Like, no vibes. No vibes. And we we have a, a dinner over an hour. We both leave. I give her a hug, and then she gives me this message the next day saying like, "You were really standoffish. What's with that kind of thing?" And at this point, I'm starting to actually get angry. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't owe you a relationship. Like, I don't owe you a relationship, and I I don't owe you the hope of a relationship that has been built up over like one or two hours of us talking. Like, yeah. you know, if, if, even if I was like, I think I'm in love with you in like the first two hours of yeah. meeting and whatever, like. You can't expect anything with that. No. I mean, obviously I didn't say anything like that. It's my turn, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. Had a little t- that's a, it's a bit unstable, this one. I don't know what, what's with that. So yeah, so I think you're right. I think your genitals are warped. I, I call her. I call her because I'm like, I don't want to text. I hate the idea of texting negative stuff backwards and forwards because I just think it's just supremely unproductive. Yeah. So I call her and we have this chat. And at various points in the chat, I, I'm getting a little like, I'm starting to stand my ground with this shit because I'm just like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know you. I, I don't know you that well. Um, we had a night where we hung out and like, I was just interested in like, whatever, pleasing you basically because I kind of find that fun and whatever and yeah i it was not it was completely consensual like as in i asked every step of the way like you yeah. taking this off you cool with me you know whatever yeah and there was no indication like that that wasn't yeah appropriate you know what I mean? you. and yeah, it's true. like she's about to go traveling and whatever if you want to take away the possibility of, of people just having frivolous stuff yeah then what is that? I, I do mention that I'm not big on frivolous stuff. So maybe she's a bit confused by that. And I, I totally understand that like, but the fact that I have to be a hundred percent opaque, transparent, I'm sorry. Well, no, no, yeah, sorry. understanding of my own, like, what's the word? Like, um, inse- insecurities and all this kind of stuff. And yeah. I have to present this like fully formed, fully formed, for the consistent, like yeah. thing. As, as long as it's, like, because I, I do remember saying that, like, yeah, I, I'm probably not into just, you know, fairly casual stuff. I'm a bit over that. But I, I do I recall thinking, I'm sorry, I recall saying that I, I like the idea of just meeting people and, and seeing, you know, experimenting with people to see what people are like and yeah. whatever. And that's what yeah. kind of we're doing anyway. But I'm, yeah. I think I'm explicit about that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she gives me this hugely inflammatory thing again after... I don't reply to her 
So she gives me an inflammatory message after after my talking to her, where I start, and you told her you don't like texting. She knows that you're not a fan. She, I, I'm like, I don't text. I'm going to talk to you anyway. We talk, and she doesn't raise very much. She's very very meek in conversation. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, look, I'm sorry that you, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry that you know I've made you feel upset about all this stuff. I I don't see personally what the big deal is. We we hung out one night, and like, okay, by some definitions of sex, we had sex. If on another definition of sex, like, yeah, I, I'm clearly not a, pre- a predator that was trying to get my rocks off because I fucking didn't, like, yeah, you know, and, and nor did I have any plan to really, like, it was just a let's, whatever. You seem like a really cool person. Let's just be with each other tonight. I, in fact, I do recall discussing the idea of just being up, like being with someone and not having a a cloud of this needing to be something and all this kind of shit. This is a discussion we were having. Yeah. Prior. Yeah. And so yeah. anyway, whatever. Yeah. So, so she's now giving me extremely abusive stuff. Um, and I stop, I'm, I'm like, I can't respond to this. I, I don't yeah. know what to do. You, you go, like, you can hate me and go on doing that. And I just cle- clearly, we don't communicate well. And I'm just going to walk, walk away from this and not re- respond. Certainly not yeah. respond. Anyway, last I hear about that, that was maybe a week ago. And so now I get this message and do you want me to read can I read the message to you? Sure. I should just tell you right now. I hit a little button on the side of your laptop here. What is that? I don't know. Here's that little guy. What's that? Is it a button? I hit oh. that and these little green lights show up. I've never seen that. Did it do anything on the screen? No. I'll do it again. It's Thank really you. cool. <laughs> it's a very slick little button. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Show me the, um, show me the text. Okay, I'm, so I'm going to read you this text. It's okay. Now, the problem with this is that this is what she told people at Lentils. And this is going to flow onto a conversation where you might have a bit more input. So sorry for dominating for the moment. But it's fine. No, but, no, no, no. But, this, is, this is riveting. Yeah. But it's going to be a case that this is the story that Lentils hears. Mm. And now I'm tarred with this, with this so reputation. Even I've, been there, I've is... been, there, been there two years. Yeah. I've been at the restaurant that I'm not going to name, but just did two years. Yeah. And... Have we not named the restaurant this whole time? I, well, I did just name twice. Yeah, right, yeah, but um, yeah, I've been there two years, and this is the first time anything like, like people have thought I'm the innocent guy, and they're like, "What's the deal with you? Why are you not like a douchebag like all the other guys?" There's a big bit of a bit of a manhating problem. Now you are. Well, here's well, here's the here's the version of me that they're about to get. Okay. Right? So, so and this, by the way, so this is obviously I'm gonna obviously this is gonna tie into what's happened in the media right now with the witch hunt. Correct. W- yeah. With like the Louis C.K. stuff and whatever, and right? The, yeah. And the discussion I had with... Anyway. Okay, we'll go for it. This is, this is great. You were... Okay. I told... I told, insert person's name, at Lentils, how you treated me at last week. You were very aggressive, especially over the phone. You were manipulative and suggesting I had no reason to think you were interested in me. Having told me previously that this was more than just sex, in case I hadn't noticed. Just in case I hadn't noticed. I don't quite... Anyway. Sick. Um, after I confronted you over your non-date with, insert other girl's name, the ice cream date, um, you gave her the same verse about how you were looking for a serious relationship. Okay, fine, because it's true. Yeah. Um, then you turned out, then you turned around and made out I was totally irrational for believing you wanted anything more than casual physical attraction. You asked me contemptuously, why did I expect uh, anything more than that? You twisted the truth of your intentions. And when it suited you, you tried to shame me, shift the blame onto me, and act as if you had the right to condescendingly tell me how I should think, feel, and communicate. This is emotional abuse. 
um, pure and simple. Thank you for showing me who you really are, which is the opposite of the caring and attentive persona you adopted when I first met you. I don't need fraudulent people in my life. You seem to have a habit of exploiting younger women through their desire for love and relationships only to discard them ruthlessly for your own sense of domination and control. You might want to ask yourself why that is. I'm grateful to be stronger than that and to see through it. I'm sorry you suffer mentally, but that doesn't justify your behavior, which is totally unacceptable and needed to be exposed. All the best and goodbye. Wow, that's heavy. It's very heavy. It's huge. Now, one question. Yeah. Off the top of my head, when you read that, does any part of you have any suspicion or anxiety that there's some truth to that? In any way, of course, was, yeah, of course. Like the the, the first time I read that, like my nature is to be very self, like questioning, questioning, Doubting, and I was just like self self analyzing. Am I am I the guy? Is that me? Am I this yeah. guy that that people are talking about in the media that take advantage of women and and this is like me with the pain thing, where it's like I don't think I'm suffering from this pain issue, but when you do find yourself in that situation, you question whether or not it's possible that you are not aware of it because people who are may not be so here you are in a situation where someone's like you are a sexual predator and you're like i don't think i am yeah are the people in the news not or can we see them as villains right it's like is this what it feels like to be them like well, they, are they not aware in the moment that they're doing this stuff well that's right so, yeah. so my, my, my first instinct is to be like you know shit i've like some okay reading that Obviously, I don't take all of that because I think some of that's just beyond the pale. Yeah. But a part of me is just like, did I like abuse some kind of power structure that exists where I've, I've you know, completely conned someone into spending a night with me and then dropped them afterwards and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know, since then, I've kind of, I'm at the point now where I've realized that women are trying to abrogate in those situations, abrogate the responsibility for any kind of intimacy, like any kind of consent based intimacy, right? Mm. There's still this kind of feeling like men have to make the first move. Men have to, um, you know, whatever. But, but it seems now that when it doesn't go their way, there's no responsibility on their part to have been like, Oh, here's a guy that I've met twice who's taking me to his bedroom and like, you know, discussing the world and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, maybe I might need to put in a little bit more effort to figure out if he's really into me, if I indeed want that. Yeah. Or maybe I need to come out and tell him that like, you know, no, I don't want you doing that until I know you a bit better. Do you know what I mean? Like there's got to be some leverage for sexuality to be free-ish. You know what I mean? Like to yeah. be, you know, you're allowed to have casual sex. You're allowed to have frivolous sex, whatever. Like yeah. there's nothing wrong with any of that in a, in a consensual, in a consensual sense. But if you're not cool with it, it's up to you to say you're not cool with it. Like, do you know what I mean? If you're not cool with it on a condition that is that you're really, really, really into me, mm. then I don't think I'm in the wrong for not knowing that having, having talked to, having gone on, one, like, we chatted for a couple of hours at a cafe. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I do. And she thinks that your lines, that your, your, your banter about mental health and about uh, relationship plans, all kind of stuff, she thinks those are now our basic pickup lines. Yeah. That those are, yeah. uh, that's a, 
a tactic that you employ to predate on women. That's right. Yeah. That's 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 her opinion of what goes on. Okay. Um, Does any part of you acknowledge that there may be some strategy in those lines you use with women? Even though you say you're quite free about discussing those things yes. with them, do you think that you might, on some level, be using those as for for a reason other than to unburden yourself? I yes, I do. Okay. And, and it's it's not as conniving as you might think because it's kind of like any guy would mention interesting things about themselves on a date because they want to show the most interesting, interesting sure. side of themselves. Like yeah. it's like if I'm fucking, if I'm making jewelry or whatever, and that's an interesting thing. I'm pointing them. No. Well, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like as I've matured into a 30 something year old, I kind of like realized that this protective, like I'm a cool guy and I don't get affected by things. Is, you know, yeah, okay. why, so- why, why have this, why have this thing if it doesn't work for me anyway? So why not? You wear your vulnerability on your yeah. sleeve now. And, but it's funny that you can class it as a tactic when for me, it's just me trying to be open with someone so, yeah. so that they kind of like me a bit more because they know I'm a bit more human. Yeah. And yeah, like that's going to increase my chances now that I've realized this, increase my chances of actually connecting with someone. So, so you, you, want, you, want that, you want to call that a tactic? Then it's just as much a tactic as anyone entering a conversation, like saying, uh, you know, telling someone about some interesting shit they did. Like, well, it's, you can, you can, but you can say it's a pickup line. If you want to reduce it to its, but it's, if you if you want to be as reductionist as possible, you can call it a pickup line, right. right? But there's nothing wrong with pickup lines. Okay, people pick women up all the time, right? And they use some pretty sticky chat, and whatever it is, whether it's about sports or about your job and finance or about your issues and your life plans, is there? I mean. Is there a crime against that? I mean, it's, there's nothing unusual about that. That's no. about so, and, and that's what that's where it does get into a bit of is it reductio ad absurdum or whatever. Where See, if, if you yeah. kind of if I accept everything she says, it's still ridiculous. Like if if I'm like yeah. spinning some story to women to try to get them to have sex with me on a second date, and they do, yeah, okay, so much of that didn't happen. But I'm just saying, let's yeah. let's put it to its logical extension. Yeah, again. There's nothing wrong with lying to someone. Like, you're a bit of a dick if you're lying to someone to yeah. try to pick them up. Yeah. Like, you're a dick. But There's you're nothing... also not lying. You are telling the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm telling the truth. Exactly. Yeah. And it's... Yeah, I think that makes me more attractive to women. I think that's... I think it does. Yeah, okay. Because um, I, I think I have insight now that vulnerability... Exposing my vulnerability and not hiding it... Yeah. Is something that actually connects with people and connects with women. Yeah. So as soon as I figured that out, I'm like, well, fuck, why am I hiding this shit? I'm just going to like tell people about it. Do you think that that's exactly what Weinstein was doing when he jerked off into a pot? <laughs> <laughs> He's showing his vulnerability. Yeah. He's like, I learned a long time ago that if you just masturbate into a pot in front of someone that really shows you that they're vulnerable, that you're open, yeah. <laughs> that you're a sexual being. <laughs> it's not really my fault if they don't like that. <laughs> okay, sure. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I know. I know you're, you're, you're yeah. making a silly extension, but it's ironically, it's not that. It's not that silly. No. I mean, those those, those scenarios. Well, are no, I'm, I'm telling them from their perspective now, right? Which is, of course, that these. Yeah. That a tactic is a tactic is a t- and a tactic is now, like uh, like a military tactic. It is strategic. It is conniving, and it, like I think you used the word conniving before. It's um, malicious. Yeah. Right. Um, whereas. I mean, just attack a plan. 
it's not yeah, intrinsically malicious. It's, I think as, as, a, as a woman living in the world, you, you have to understand that, like... Okay, again, this is putting the ridiculous scenario on about me me lying to her and trying to like pick her up just to have sex with her, right? Yeah. Well, no, none of that even well, ha- didn't have sex. Well, so. we know that I'm a terrible sexual predator if that's the case. Well, well, okay, well, we'll say to keep it as simple as possible. You did have sex, okay? And just yeah, because yeah. you didn't have penetrative sex, which yes. is a very heteronormative True. sort of bias yes. for you to have, yes, you did. You did what you did because you enjoyed it. Yep. No. And very so true. was it a purely selfless act of sexuality? No. So we can we can drop the idea that you didn't get your rocks off. You did get your jollies in a way. Correct. You enjoyed what you did. You did what you did for a reason. But that doesn't debase the idea that what you did wasn't wrong. No, 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 of course. Right. What, I might say, what I might say on that point is that say we just went on a date and we kissed and I got a jolly, got some jollies out of that, right? Yeah. None of this would be an issue. So, so there is something specific about the sexual conduct that happened, right? So you can't say that it was just... You know, well, so, I, I don't so think it's about the specifics of that sexual contact, but the specifics of sexual contact. The fact that you did, you had a, an intimate. Okay, but, but, but the line, all I'm saying is the line's blurry and people who might say that it doesn't matter that there was no penetrative sex have put a line somewhere and said that there was Robin this amount, there was this amount of intimacy lines. and now that's gone too far. Yeah. So if you want to put a line somewhere, then you're choosing to put a line somewhere. Right? Yeah. Well, either it's okay, we're kissing, we're making out, yeah. we're fondling, like, where is the point where there's now enough intimacy where this response could be generated? And I'm saying there is a distinction between mm. me just going down and well, us having country stick. There's, there's a distinction between those two things. Anyway. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's a big distinction. I agree in, with your in point. In the context of this. Correct. And I think that ultimately in this context, in this situation, if she has hang-ups, like you laid out your hang-ups Outright, yes. But what you were happy to do and what you weren't happy to do, yeah. If she had hangups that were predicated on future or relationships or a supposition of reciprocated feelings, it's her job to lay those out and to put the brakes on. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is this is like such an old going back to the eighties of the idea, like no means no, where it's you have to. You have to say no if you don't want it. People are like, oh, it's not that easy. But I don't know. It like this is a sounds like a fairly non-threatening situation. Dates are dates, and people end up together on dates. Like at some point, someone says, "I want to have sex." This happened billions of times every yes single no. day. Yeah. Like it's not like it's a weird situation. It's like you know unfathomable. Um, why she then she can sort of post hoc laden the situation with all this emotion and sort of context, which you're not aware of or in. As far as I'm understanding, you're not aware of. Um, and she wasn't very clear about what she wanted anyway. No. Like in the end. No, but she, it was she, just a lot of like finger pointing and like obfuscation of blame um, and victimhood. But yeah, I mean, if she wanted something out of that was clear about something that she had to say it. And also people will just need to go deal with rejection as well, right? Which is that if something happens and it doesn't go that way, if it wasn't this... If it wasn't this situation, it could have been you guys going on many more dates or dating for a few weeks and then it ending. And shit, like, what's the difference? Shit happens. Mm. You meet someone, you try something, it doesn't work. It doesn't I, I work. Think the issue, the you issue, know, there's, there's definitely, there must be an issue with mm. with rejection and that kind of stuff. And this is a way, I mean, now we're getting, now, now we're armchair philosophizing about this, but, you know, is this a, a way to, Wash yourself of 
the sins of feeling unattractive or unwanted, to act as though you were never wanted in the beginning and that you were a victim in a yes in a plot. Yes. And I, you're I, like, I'm, oh, I'm not a I'm. I don't want to. I don't want to speculate on, on her. No, on sure. Her, this her is mental stuff. Yeah, whatever. Much. If she indeed she has yeah. stuff like that. But but. My turn, brother. I think it's But the thing the thing that I think is is interesting, and this is a now that it's happened to me personally. I have a vested interest in trying to get to the bottom of this. Yeah. And this is the stuff I was discussing with free feminists the week before who now yeah. hate me as well. So there's a running theme here of women now hating me, which it's a long time. You tell me, you, you know, whatever. maybe the chickens come home to roost. It's possible. Right. I'm, 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 I'm honestly considering like, so you are still open to the idea. I'm open to the idea that I'm definitely doing something wrong. Yeah. Cause there's been three occasions in the last few months where this has happened. Uh, like as in not not this in a sexual sense now this is the yeah. first time that something but like but you kind of chatting, chatting people. coming to verbal blows to someone I'm not intimately related yeah. in, in a relationship but, but having opinions on things and discussing things and all uh-huh. of a sudden it's like yeah. break down and that stormed off or whatever sure um, but this does the, the question that's just going to be raised about this whole thing is the fact that I'm yeah that I'm the floor manager Volunteer floor manager. Position of power. Okay, position of power. Now, you would say that, and this this is what I was discussing with the feminist three weeks earlier before I got this message, right? Which is, they're basically like, power trumps consent. Like, there's there's, there's no situation. Well, I don't think they use these words, but they said power trumps consent. And at the time, I thought about it afterwards and I wanted to press them on whether that's just a fact. Like, so no boss, forget, forget gender. No mm. boss can ever have it off with their staff member ever. Like, That's is, that a, is, that, is that a thing? Yeah. It's like now you're just not allowed to do that ever. Mm. And, and if you say yes to that, it's kind of like, it's absurd because it's human nature to like yeah, people fall in love pe- with people. People are and people. people yeah, yeah. Like, so at some point... And we know it's been happening forever. That's, yeah. that's how you, and and you meet people at work. And there's going to be, in most jobs, yeah. there's going to be a power dynamic between two people. You have... A hundred people in a workplace. How many of them will be the exact same yeah, level? Exactly. And what's the, and what's the, are the pool of people you're with that you're allowed to be intimate with? That you spend most of your weekdays with. And if you're single, that's the group of people that you're probably going to be hanging out with at night. It's like, so so the question is, and it's and also the higher up you are, the fewer people there are at your level, right? So the it's a pyramid, right? Yeah. So the more your pool of potential mates are going to be below you from a hierarchical standpoint, um, not a emotional or a intellectual standpoint. But you are always looking down at a larger pool of people, right? So, statistically, you have a much higher chance of of having an affair with someone who is younger, who is of a lower position than you are. Yes, but even even having a having an affair makes it sound like it's a thing. It's like, well, just I, I mean, affair like a grand affair, like yeah, one, yeah, yeah. like it's a you know an affair so, to remember. So this is the question now. It's like you can see that. The whole thing about Louis, right? Yeah. And, and I think Louis was absolutely wrong with all the stuff he did. Like, I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm not coming on the, on the side of Louis with his shit. I think he deserves to get fucking caned for this crap, right? Mm. Um, but the thing is, it's like, they people who, who well, largely, these feminists I was talking to, they would not entertain that, like, there's no line, as in... For example, like they're saying that that's definitely wrong. Mm. And I guess my point is that it's, there's some level of consent that must override 
some small level of power imbalance. Like it can't just be any power imbalance ever overrides consent because then yeah. it's just like, well, then it gives the person, two consenting adults, gives one of them a post hoc ability well, to be like, he was my boss or she was my boss. Yeah. And now I want to make their life hell. Like in, in that hypothetical situation. Can I make a parallel to medicine where we do have like contractual consents in place? Like we have a legal consent procedure for every single thing we do, right? And where you have to give informed consent where you have to tell the patient about the procedure, the risks, the nature of their illness, the nature of what happens without it, other alternatives, and they have to be of sound mind to sign and complete the consent. And that can be can be verbal, but it's typically a, a witness or a signed consent. There's always going to be a power imbalance in that situation, right? Which is that the doctor is always the expert and the patient is the layman, typically, right? Which is why we have a process of informed consent. We have to tell them. So it's still on our terms as being fed through us. If we say, if we use the same idea, which is the same thing, is that if we're saying that power trumps consent, right? It doesn't matter if you're in the same workplace. It's positions of power, positions of authority. Um, why would we ever bother filling out consents? And those would be thrown away in court all the time, every time someone wasn't happy with their procedure, right? They'd be like, well, yeah, sure, I consented to it of sound mind, but I only did it because he was in position of authority. Yeah. And he told me I should do it. I was like, well, you signed it. At some point, you did it. Like, yeah. if we would have to throw away the entire consenting procedure, if we had to rubbish it, and in which case, how would you ever go through with anything in a way that was reliable if you can't trust people to be able to have, you know, consensual discussions? Hmm. So, I mean, this is my I'm trying to break this down into a legalish, fairly objective, uh, you know, thing where we take relationships out of it, but just look at consent in itself within a power hierarchy and what does that mean and I just don't think you can I don't I don't think I think you can still have authority with consent and that's basically we have a legal system built on upon the idea of of authority and consent so yeah I think it's insane to say that yeah it surely makes it more difficult I appreciate yeah, that look, but no, it doesn't I'm, I'm not saying that there there shouldn't be any issues around power and yeah and consent like and also i will say that if ever there is a position where there is a problem with power and consent like a harvey weinstein situation i don't think that's just happening with a floor manager and a volunteer restaurant <laughs> where it's like what am i i'm not gonna he was i was at an unpaid temporary job <laughs> while i was traveling and i felt as though like if i didn't service this man of power the volunteer floor manager yeah. <laughs> at the soup kitchen i felt i mean like jesus if if there's a power struggle there well fuck it. nothing safe <laughs> right like this has to be like the most friendly smallest power imbalance in the workforce ever so this is a worry for anyone else in any other position well in yeah any other job right and, and it doesn't it's not ma male specific it's i mean it, in reality, it is mm. like in, you know because a guy is never going to, well, very rarely, I'm sure, going to complain that a woman's taking advantage of him for sexual whatever, right? Mm. Like it just, it's just not going to happen. No. Um, uh, well, or at least it'd be, it'd Mariah be Carey was uh, apparently indicted or has been under fire for the last couple of days for sexual sure. harassment of one of her employees. Sure, but I don't think anyone on any part of the spectrum thinks that that's as big a problem as it is the other no. way around, or, or that it should be like. Uh, that some physical level there's a penetration one way and I think that that actually means something 
Once again, it's very heteronormative of you to make that assumption. I'm happy. To, I'm happy. You know what? I'm fucking oh, happy doing you that. You wear it? Yep. I'm aware of it. I'm going to wear that because yeah. I'm, I'm starting to really sort of get over that. Get pissed off with this relativism bullshit. It's yeah. like fucking dudes have a dick. Mm-hmm. They're hornier than women. Like biologically, that makes a lot of sense for them to be hornier than women. Now we're attacking just, specifically upon the conversation you had with those yes, lesbians. Yes. They're lesbians. I'm <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> no, they were not. Wow. Well, I just made a big assumption. So sue me. They sound like lesbians. <laughs> yeah, this, this podcast is going to be deleted, I imagine. We'll let them listen to it and then it's going to get fucking shot. I Look, I know I'm not unhappy with anything that I've said. I might be, but whatever. Um, anyway, so... Yeah, the whole, the whole thing, and I've started to feel that this new feminist movement, whatever you want to call it, fucking fourth wave or whatever mm. the fuck, the intersectionality thing, it's it's basically pushing sexes further apart. Like w- women, the, the women I'm talking to now, like fucking hate men. Like the, the three women that I was. One of them admitted it. One was like, I'm sorry, like, I'm going to come off a bit harsh because I'm just in a big, bit of a man-hating phase right now kind of thing. That's what she said. Um, and the other one just... Anyway. Once again, is that a way, like, so... You, like, maybe this is a bit reductionist as well, but you tend to hear women being man-haters or in a man-hating phase after they've been dumped by someone. Sure. Right? But, but I, see, see I'm, again, I'm, I wonder if that situation is something we build up in your mind. It's easier to see the rejection you face as a rejection of your entire gender by another gender. Yes. Then on, then on a personal thing, it's, oh, I hate, it's not that I hate Joe, I hate men. Yeah. Because men take advantage of women and they come and they get what they want and they leave and it's like, this sounds very specific. No, this isn't specific. This is men. This is men and this is women. This is how it is and it's disgusting and I hate it. It's got nothing to do with me personally. Well, okay. That's, that's, what, that's, 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 exactly, that's, what, that's exactly what I'm doing though. Right? Like, yeah. I, I'm now in a position where it's not that I hate women, but I'm certainly like, I, I don't want to engage with this shit anymore. Like mm. if, if this is what's going to happen, like it's making me really suspicious of women because I'm just like, they, I have to like triple think everything that I'm saying as how that's going to come across. Mm. I can't interrupt at any point, like a natural conversation with you. I can interrupt you. You can interrupt me. It's just all like, we do all the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And this, this instance with the, the feminist where I was like having a chat, um, I was talking about something and she interrupted me like straight, almost straight away when I was trying to just, I was like, okay, so this is the, the way I see it. Yeah. She interrupts me and I was like, wait, I haven't finished. And then she like steps back and goes, whoa. Like she, she made sure that the conversation stops. She's like, whoa. And I was like, what? She's like, you've just like, you know, sorry for like stopping, but you've just like totally interrupted me like a mansplaining thing or whatever. And I was like, no, no, no. You were in the process of interrupting me. So I was trying to like finish my point before you could re- reply to it. Like, yeah. So you, technically you're allowed to interrupt me and I can't interrupt you. Like that, that's basically how it is in those situations. Like, and you kind of have to go, well, before this, I would have thought I had more respect for women than to try to treat them like babies in conversation. Like, yeah. you know, if I'm going to disagree with you, I'm going to fucking disagree with you. Like straight away, I'm going to let him hear your point. Wait, can we stop this for one minute here? I'll interrupt you because I'm allowed to yeah. as we do this. And I'm pointing at you right now because there is one thing that's linking 
the people you're talking to and having issues with, which is sure. the place where you well, work. Well, it's me, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's you, but it's the place where you work. No, these aren't, these aren't lentils peeps, but they're... The, the, three, the three witches, no. witches of the West, the, the witches of Eastwick, <laughs> were not... No. So they weren't lesbians, and they weren't working on lentil. Where did you find these? Uh, this, I went on a date with one of them from, from Tinder Coven. a year ago when I was on Tinder. Coven? Coven? Coven. Coven? Is that yeah. a witch's brew? <laughs> You're a witch's brew. What's the collective noun for witch's brews? Witch's bray. Well, no, I mean like... Witch bra. <laughs> a sandwich. is a pot of brews. Anyway. Um, yeah. Witch's beers. <laughs> but it's, it's to the... I think there's a, there's a general point to be made where women are demanding more from their like rights as humans than giving us responsibilities like that. They're these sort of social and you might have a point about it being retribution, right? Because I have no doubt that women over the last 50 years have had it worse than men. Yeah. Um, Having listened to a World War One podcast, I'm going to argue with someone that says that that was the case during the early part of the 20th century, mm-hmm. when you know a quarter of the male population of you know died. Died. It's like I'd much rather be an oppressed woman in that scenario. Again, the the idea of oppression and inequity um, is predicated on what your outcome measures are of it, right? Um, if you, if you choose outcomes such as survival, we would argue that there is an inequity that's in, in favor of women, for sure. Um, if your outcomes are going to be income or like professional prestige, well, then we can argue that, sure, men seem to have it tipped in their favor. And depending on who you talk to, it's either by a few percent or, or much more. But, I mean... <laughs> It's not a blanket. It's not. There's no blanket statement of, of inequality, right? And I don't know if it's any more than just what the gender differences would suggest. Anyway, I don't know if there's any surprises. Mm. Um, but now we're getting into things where we talk about you know equal outcomes versus equal access, and, um, and all that kind of that kind of biz. Mm. But uh, but I think we have seen this idea of. And I, I don't know enough about this and. Being a white man of privilege, um, every time I say anything like this, I do second guess what I'm saying. But we do see a history, especially recently, where a lot of the equality movements have seemed to become about retribution more than equality, right? Mm-hmm. So, so some degree of punishment, and without any sense of how long that punishment needs to go on for, it's like it's not like, but definitely, definitely. Um, masquerades as a movement for equality. Then. Well, that's yeah. Well, that, that intentionally, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's about equality, but then it's about um, enhanced resources for yeah. people, or like sometimes literally giving money to groups, right? Um, especially like just just actual handouts of money for retribution or whatever else. Um, and that's not really what equality is, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I also don't, I don't like the idea that, that I've, I've had some of my more, more, sorry, less radical feminist friends say things like, you know, m- m- this is a conversation that men cannot, you, you can't have an opinion in this. Like, you're not allowed to have an opinion on this particular thing. And, and I understand where they're coming from, but I disagree with that. I think that like the whole point is 
recognizing that women have had a fucking shit ride for the last 50 years, trying to correct that through conversation. Like that's, but is it that shit a ride? I mean, that's what I'm still confused about. Uh, okay. I, I, I'm, you're not I'm allowed making, to say I'm, that I'm it isn't, a, right? This is the point. I'm steel manning this shit, right? Yeah. Like this is, I don't know. Like we can discuss all the Unopolian ideas of your, <laughs> You know what you're talking about? Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh, yeah, no, Blaine. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I yeah. was like, why aren't you responding to that? No, I was like, uh, no, I, I just, I didn't, I couldn't see it. I was seeing E-U-N, like Euclidean, uh, Euclidean. So yeah. I, I just saw it differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, I don't want to be too uh, active in well, like the, you know, this conversation. We, we've spoken, no, uh, neither do I, because again, I still haven't, despite saying I would, I haven't gone through the numbers to some extent as well. And we've spoken about this before, especially in a in a Unopolian world. We discussed this. Um, the idea of you know, the pay gap, right? And how it's significantly... It might exist, but it's on the orders of like 3%, they say, um, when you actually control for very substantial variables like time worked, what kind of job it is, all that kind of stuff, right? So I sent you a text a couple days ago. I don't know if you got it. There's a thing in the news maybe two days ago, three days oh, ago. Oh, sorry. I didn't, I didn't reply, but I, I did get That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you see that in the news? Um, I, I Australia's publishes numbers saying that the gender pay gap is getting better, but it's like 26% still across some professions. And they, I didn't, the article was, that was like a news.com article, right? So I did read it, but you don't get information about, like, you get, you get some very qualitative information about controls yeah. they did, but I don't really... I didn't look at the numbers myself, right? And, I th- and so they seem to be paying lip service to the idea of controlling for the variables that people have talked about before that would refute the validity of some of these numbers. Controlling for the same profession and uh, things like that, right? Um, and they said with that, there is still like, you know, up to a 26% disparity in, in income. So it's important. I need to, before I weigh in on this stuff, again, analyze those numbers more substantially to find out if there is actually that difference is appropriate or if we're still looking at sort of uh, selective publication of, uh, of data. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it does seem like it's like a headline stat without actually... It totally is. And I, it's not that I would disbelieve the idea that women... women yeah, no, sure. Like if someone said, if, if it was a fact or if it was... I saw the numbers, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny it. I think it's definitely, my, it's totally possible. Okay, my, I, I believe it's conceivable. My gut feeling, and this is definitely biased by... Certainly, my more recent experiences over yeah. the last few weeks, but I would I would bet money on it not being big at all. The difference, like, if, as in, if, if you could actually get a comparison of like job versus like job, yeah, number um, of years in the same job, yeah, number of years in the same job, I I could not imagine it being more than a few percent, if that. Like, if you told me it was the other way, I'd be surprised, but not completely shocked even yeah um i agree with you on that um and some people have said i think i was talking to a friend of mine recently about this actually after your situation i brought this up at work and she was saying you know part of the problem oh it was about no it's remember i took that buddy of mine was offered a job at uts and he interviewed and they said look it was looking pretty good for you but we have to interview a woman the job and I said, I think that's a bit dumb because this guy was selected not because there was a job opening that he applied for, but he was like head, he was like 
Yeah, I think. Yeah, I remember you telling me about so this. So yeah, the yeah. story for the listeners, because yeah, yeah, we, no, we, we are referencing some things fairly obliquely yeah. now, but to be kind of a bit more clear, a friend of mine is from Germany, and he was in town six months ago and gave a talk at UTS. He's a uh, an economist, and UTS really likes his talk. And I think part of the reason they invited him over because they're a fan of his research, and they offered to him a... Um, they started discussing the idea of a job offer after he was here, and he's back in town now for a round of interviews with UTS. Um, and so he was paid, they flew him over, like, again, it was not incidental, he's been flown over by UTS to interview for the job, predicated on the talk that he gave six months ago. Um, he had a great interview, they said basically this is a formality because you've, you've already seen your stuff and we know we like you, but we do have to, because of protocols, interview a woman for the same position. Right. You know. Um, and so I asked him a couple of days ago, actually, and I said, have they interviewed a female candidate yet? And he's like, I don't think so. Like, there just hasn't been how to find someone. It's like, they have a time limit to offer a job, which means they got to, like, scare up someone, or they got to, like, start hunting for... for someone you know, that's probably going to fail the interview. Like, as yeah, a, and he's been, you know, he's from a... There's always going to be a difference. I've hired an international candidate that you've seen you know who comes with international credentials and, and a different perspective on an issue, a world expert... Where the odds you'll find even another male expert in Sydney, right? There's a reason why you've already liked this guy from overseas because it's he presents a unique set of skills. Anyway, so I was speaking to a friend about this at work, and she said it makes sense because traditionally women are have a harder time negotiating for jobs and have a tendency to doubt themselves more when they comes to putting themselves forward for jobs. And which men have a tendency to have a more of a fucking approach and just kind of like apply for things and wing it. And if they don't get it, they don't care. Yeah. They already have a fairly high image of uh, self-image or whatever, and they're happy to take more. They're less risk adverse. And I did hear this also recently somewhere else. Very some research about that where women are much more likely to be more modest and take a yeah. step back and not be as aggressive in the workplace. Um, and so the idea is that they want so, they so, need to find women who could be as good but who haven't been looking for the job who don't think they're good enough or aren't which is fine in a, in a big corporation type sense but it just it's not practical in a small company you like if you're trying to hire someone you, yeah it's also not practical when you are hiring externally I think yeah right if you're hiring internally then you can look at your own people and your own metrics and try and find someone with your own referral system internal referral system to be like oh actually Jane is she's doing really great work and I think she would be a great candidate for this job if you have, if the world is your oyster in terms of your hiring pool, where do you start looking for someone? And to, like, it's just it's a bit odd to have some of these procedures in place. I think, um, but so the explanation of the of why that system is in place makes a bit of sense to me. I guess if you said that was it, but some of these arguments about like gender pay gaps being based on men's better negotiating potential, like. I, I, look, not, I, I believe that, but at the same time, you how much you hear arguments that say that society is structured to think, to make women think that they're not as yeah. And I, I would actually, I'm, I'm partial to believing that. Like, I think that society is kind of, you know, tells women that they're not as good as men. Well, actually, again, well, I'm trying to steal well, man. Do, do, do you like, think? Do you think this society is pushed it that way? No. Or do you think society is reflection upon how things are? Well, that, well, that, that we've had two, two points. A I'm billion, a, a mil, almost a billion years of human. Oh, no, I think we have a human, a million years of human evolution. Yeah. Um, and like fifty thousand years of of civilization yeah. behind us. 
to some extent, we have to, do we, do we believe in equilibriums or not? Yeah. Right? There's only so much that mankind, especially across disparate communities around the world, mm-hmm. can enforce something that is artificial, right? Like, it's very difficult to enforce artificial constraints upon a system. That's right. For that long, across that multitude, successfully, yeah, yeah. across that multitude of societies, right? Um, I think the... You so, might, but, but you might reach some kind of efficiency node where all of a sudden that, that, is, that does really work very well, but that might not be the yeah. most natural one. There might be a higher yeah. So there's, global Yeah, and you're right. So I think else, with, but, with an equilibrium, we're going to reach, we would have reached it, right? And we would not be operating in our least efficient maximum yeah. um, after 50,000 years of doing this if there wasn't some truth behind... Well, you, tr- you try entering the conversation. And it's like Peterson tr- truth, well, right? Tr- try to enter the conversation I was in and say things like there might be biological re- reasons why men are more confident and outgoing and like less self-criticizing and doubting in those situations. Yeah. So try saying that in that situation. See like whether you still have a conversation after that. You don't. Like that. that's a conversation canceling move right there. Even though yeah. it's just like, well, we can discuss it. But no, no, we can't discuss that. That's, and there, and you, that's can, you can imagine an evolutionary reason why men should be confident because it's probably not easy to go out and kill an animal that's yeah. faster than you and stronger than you. Um, and you'll need a bit of like, you know, a bit of arrogance, a bit of gumption, a bit of gumption to go up there and be like, yeah, fuck it, I'll try and chase that gazelle. That's right. Which makes no sense. Yeah. And it takes someone else to be like, you know what? That's not my job. I'm going to do this over here because I think this is where... I'm most suited or whatever. Yeah. And again, this sounds incredibly like pigeon holy. But I'm just sort of addressing the ideas of evolutionary biology and social evolution and the fact that a lot of things tend to happen over a very long period of time, like any evolution, for a reason. And it tends to work towards, it tends, I think, move towards efficiency and away from. E- equality, equality, and again, this is again, I just mentioned it very briefly a second ago. But the idea of, of a, a Petersonian approach to truth, mm-hmm. which is, I don't think we can say factually that women are not as good at men as men at certain things in certain workforces, right? But you can't just say that. That wouldn't be true. I, I, well, as I would you disagree know, with that. If, 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 if someone I says that, that, that women aren't as good as men, I'd say, well, that's, I actually disagree. I think, women, yeah. Can be as good as men. Absolutely, whatever. absolutely, right. So we wouldn't say that that was true by no. a factual, from a factual perspective. No. But Peterson may argue in some situations that there is a an evolutionary truth or an inherited truth to the idea, right? Which is that the outcome of these narratives leads to a situation of quote unquote truth, and truth being balance, what's right, what is useful. I think utility, right? So I think Peterson uses truth in the sense of maximum utility or an outcome or a a statement of utility. And so if we have these ideas of a a narrative imbalance between the roles of men and women, what we have here is a statement of truth that benefits the progression of the species. Right. Right. So, and we've had arguments about Petersonian truth and it is a matter of semantics that you kind of end up railroading the word truth, but th- I think this is an idea where I don't, I can almost subscribe to that, where you can go, again, I hate to call it truth, but there's something about that, right? Again, an inherited wisdom, an inherited, um, something that we've been formulating in the back of our minds unconsciously for tens of thousands of years, right? Something that is greater and deeper than we can truly understand. And sometimes these arguments about what is right and what is wrong and what should be and forcing equality into people and into situations 
is such a small-minded prefrontal corticeal approach <laughs> to to doing this, right? Like, yeah. and we touched upon this last pod, last uh, podcast, the power of the mind. The true power of the mind is in the unconscious, right? Mind. There's so much more so than than what the conscious mind is able to conjure, yeah, that's right. right? Like we know the processing power is infinitely greater, right? And what we're trying to do is we're trying to use our conscious processing, which is incredibly limited. And again, limited by language and space and things that we can appreciate around us, right? It's incredibly infantile compared to the infinite complexities and collective processing power of the unconscious mind, which is what we're dealing with over civilization, right? And it just seems a bit dumb to be fighting that. Um, which we, we get into the Danish studies or whatever it is, which, you know, yeah, we don't want to bore people for, with all that kind well, of stuff. Well, for the listeners, what are the Danish studies? Now, here's something that came up. So when I was talking to my friend at work about the situation, I will, do you mind if I go on a slight deviation? Please, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, happy okay. to get away from this so, personal stuff. I was listening to Whoa. the ABC podcast, The Minefield, which I mentioned to you, which I would listen to some episodes for some debate about this, for some fairly even interesting debate. It's with, uh, what's his face? Uh, who's the... ABC Australian, Not uh, the Arabic guy, who's in oh, everything. Waleed. Waleed, yeah, Waleed Ali's actually in it. He's actually pretty good in it. I don't really know much of his stuff. I see him on the project, and I don't like watching the project. Um, anyway, so the idea there's a story you might know more about this. A former, I think it's a former AFL player. I don't know if they're professional or if they were like pre-professional, who had uh, a gender issue changed gender, and then wanted to play in the women's AFL, like the WAFL. Uh, I had I heard whispers of this, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know who the person is. I don't know enough about the issue. If they were a pro... I think the idea is that they were a former AFL player. Okay. Or at least a high-ranking amateur... Female? Male. Male, okay. Who wanted to play after gender... Oh, she wanted to play... She wanted to play in a female. In a female, yeah. Transition to female. Exactly. Yeah. And then the issue was... Well, yes, you're a woman. This is a situation that's come up in, like, I guess, like golf and tennis and all kinds of stuff around the world. But well, they're the sprinter, every, right? Uh huh. Whatever the sprinter's name is, um, the one they knew or the one they didn't know. Because there was Castro Semenya, right? Was she the one? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. She didn't know. She had a genetic abnormality, but oh. she had always been externally and functionally female. But she had a chromosomal thing where she was like XXY or someone that's or, or a like single minefield isn't it that's hence why the podcast is called the minefield because she didn't know so it's like no I'm not and they're like well we've done the testing and you are but you would never know but maybe she is got more hormones or whatever so but yeah this is where it gets interesting right which is the person comes in and they are a dude they are a AFL playing six foot five whatever and the WFL is like well it's just not really fair. And it's like, but I'm a woman. And it's like, yes, we do respect that. But at the same time, there is definitely a physical inequity here. And so while we're having this discussion, a friend of mine, another guy at work, who said he knows several people who are trans. And they say around this issue that once you start taking hormones and stuff, a lot of that difference is negligible. Now, this is their opinion. And they said that you lose a lot of muscle mass and all this kind of stuff and yada, yada. So once a transition happens, you're functionally female in... in That's their argument, yeah. right? They, well, their idea is not that you're functional, but that you are in oh, every sense. Yeah, sure. Now, he's still going to be six foot five, right? And you'll still have an arm span of 
well, approximately according to Vitruvian Man, six feet five inches, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, there are some things that will not be changed with that, and I doubt you will become whatever. We don't need to get all those details. Um, and also, I don't think there's a rule anywhere that says to be considered these days, right? These gender identity things. You don't need to be doing anything to your body. You don't need to be on hormones. You don't need surgery. Well, you can just say you are. You can just say that you are identifying as a female. And what? You could be a month, or you could be a month into your hormones. You could be six years down the track. Like, who's to say that? At what point do you become nominally, I think, physically equal? Yeah. So. So that's kind of background to the conversation we had, and I was like, look, it's, it's, look it's, it's difficult, and it's hard to maintain respect for the person, but also respect for the other players, right? Because you have to, a reasonable person also, this is, there's also a problem here, it's not just the, AF, the WFL that we can say is being unreasonable, but this player, you have to also expect them to be somewhat reasonable and have insight in the fact that they, they of all people, should realize that they were a man that is transitioning into a woman, and that they're... They have physical different. They, they're taking hormones, probably, to rectify some physical issues that will that are hindering them being a woman. That's right. Right. Yeah. So they have to appreciate that those things they're trying to get rid of will create an inequity on the field. So their desire to play at a high level and probably play at a higher level than most is probably confounding their their interests. Yeah. You okay. know, and like it's kind of like. Don't put this on everyone else for being like unfair. I think being, you're, you or, have or to being, be um, transphobic. Yeah, it's like maybe you can't play. Maybe I can't play AFL because I'm not big enough. Like there are physical differences that you have that are part of you, how you're born, what's happening now, that might preclude you from playing this sport. Just like there are things that preclude me from playing professional or, or a disabled and, person from. From playing it yeah. sucks. Yeah, it, it is unfortunate. Like, yeah, there are people who are disabled who would love basketball. They would love to be able to play basketball with with everyone else. Yeah, with everyone else. Like, they really want to, but they can't. And maybe some that are like fucking good enough, and they're, they like, would well, be good enough. But they put a wheelchair on a normal basketball. You can't do court. it. Like, yeah, like it's not fair. This is why we have. This is also why we have the Paralympics. And some of these people are now getting better than like some sprinters are getting better than able-bodied sprinters. Yeah, but it's like I'm sorry, there is inequity here. We can't even say we don't know what it is, right? It's, you may be worse, but there is a physical inequity here in a in an industry where it's purely about the body. Yeah, it's not like it's not an important part of the game, right? It's not like it's chess, where it's like if, if it was chess, you'd be like, no, like I don't know, this is this is a harder, this is a, a longer bow to pull. Yeah, like I, I, sure, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, but this is predicated on physical ability. Um, so someone's body, we don't allow Olympians or professional athletes to take hormones. That might be enhancing. They can't take marijuana, which is almost certainly hindering performance, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. And then to be like, well, I'm sorry, because of my condition, I need to take this medication, which is otherwise normally illegal, and I demand you let me play at a higher... It's like, I don't... This is just... This goes back to my bouncer situation. It's easier to say no. Just say no. But So this brings me... That was a long preamble. I had an idea. If it comes down to hormones, what if what we did was we took hormone profiles... From everyone, men, women, whatever, right? And we create, you'd end up with a bimodal distribution, right? Okay. Oh, but hold on. Of hormones, let's say you went looking at like testosterone, testosterone and, and estrogen. Yeah. Like, we'll keep it simple. I'm not an endocrinologist, yeah, yeah. right? We did, you'd end up with some sort of a, a bimodal distribution, right? You'd have a spike for testosterone and, you know, a lull for women and yada yada across these two things. And you could then divide humans, not based on gender, not based on identity, but based on 
hormone, hormonal, or hormone. It's something yeah. measurable. It's something you can't deny. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Something that's, it doesn't matter how you feel. You may feel like you have more hormones in you, but you don't. It's, yeah. it's irrelevant. And then what you can do is you'd have two leagues, right? You can have instead of like a WNBA and an NBA, you would have like the featherweights and the welterweights and the featherweight, yeah. like you know, but, but, uh, but gender not not discriminating. Not it's not about gender anymore. And if you are a woman whose hormones allow you to compete at a certain level, and you have the skill to compete at that level, then you can play in the game. No problems. Why don't we just drill down further and see who is necessarily going to be the best player in the game, aggregate the level of goodness of the players and the teams, and then just award the championship <laughs> at the beginning of the season. Well, you guys are the best team you, because we've assessed all of your you know, vitals. And yeah, you win. You win. <laughs> yeah, well, you know you've, got, you've got the best kickers. Yeah. You've got the... the yeah. You know how I feel at sports, and that's what I would far prefer. That's, <laughs> yeah. that is avoid the, all the confrontational part of sport, which is the competing. <laughs> and the exercise, and the yeah. work, and the labor, and the uncertainty, and the fighting, and the replays. Just, no. Who's better? This is about who's stronger anyway. <laughs> do some reaction time tests. Do some physical metrics. Crunch the numbers. Find out the team that would probably win. You know? Um so I know I think that's actually would be a sound way to avoid this. We don't have to talk about gender ever again. We can talk about physical things. If you, if, you know, yeah, it's not about your legs. It's not about your head. It's not about anything else. We're talking about ability, and 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 equity. You know, because if you just had it based on ability, you would then it would, you couldn't really have a bimodal ability thing. It'd be really difficult, right? Yeah. It'd be sort of a, a unimodal distribution, and it wouldn't. It'd be quite ugly still. Yeah. So you need a way of separating two groups of people. And maybe hormones, which relate to performance in a, in a certain way, is a way to do that. And so you could be a dude, like, I could play in the WAFL, potentially. I probably still couldn't, actually. Yeah. Because I probably wouldn't meet the, or oh probably God. neither the <laughs> or the ability <laughs> requirements, right? But the idea is that, yeah, so you have these, you know, I could play in whatever, if, if I had the ability, if my hormones allowed me, if, if that's where I was. Realistically, I'd probably just still be an unable male hormoned traditionally male hormoned person still can't play professional sports that, that doesn't look like he's 25 <laughs> doesn't look like he's 25 right and that has no ability to play um, uh, sports on it for anything right yeah. um, or interest I don't want to <laughs> still don't want to but that's one way of getting around this idea I think so that's my that's my proposition for fixing one element of this problem I feel like it's your turn I think I definitely put that. And then, then do we start? Can you apply it to work? Which is you start to look at people's hormone levels, and you have these two categories. And if we're going to have inequity, it'll be inequity between hormones, <laughs> or like you'll be hormonalist. Yeah, exactly. And but at least that is more based on something, right? Uh, if we can sum up the the entire conversation we've had over one and a half hours or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's this denial that people have about the fact that life. Is unfair sucks, and sucks. Yeah, and some people get gifted physical traits which are helpful for them in their lives. Some people yeah. get gifted, or money, or privilege. Sure, but that's even that's social. I'm, I'm talking even like on a biological level. Sure, stuff sucks for yeah. some people. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not about to say that biologically women are like have it worse off than men yeah. because they're often quoted thing there is to say that all oh, women have to do have childbirth and men don't have to do all that shit yeah I'm not sure I buy that necessarily well I, I buy that as a statement of fact but I don't buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I can confirm that it's true yeah but um, it's kind of like well 
like there's also the potential like life affirming moment women get when they give birth that men don't experience. Absolutely, well. and it's like w- you, women love it. They keep on but, doing but see, it, and they they like they say it's the most amazing experience. Well, here's the, here's the thing that the the, the um, calibrate that people kind of have calibrated their expectations on of life of it being like really awesome and, and people being happy like that. Yeah, life doesn't owe us happiness at all. Like, no. why if if one gender or one whatever or, or some class of people tend to be have happier lives just by virtue of their I guarantee you that right now in the Democratic Republic of the Congo there are no identity politics at play (laughs) yeah okay exactly right (laughs) right because the expectation for happiness this is maybe a symptom of the world that we've created in the last this is something that's really come up in the last what 10 years 5 years less when we have do you think this is related at all to say the instant gratification we have in terms of online shopping digital media all that kind of stuff where we can alleviate any feelings of sadness. Like we, if we want something, whether it's a, a feeling or a sight or a thing, we can pretty much have it right away, right? Like we, can, we've, we have found ways of mitigating frustration and desire and to some extent inequity in terms of access to things mm. more than we ever have had before, right? And, it's, and when, you, in that, when you live in that world now, and this is what we're seeing, it's places that have this, this access to stuff you get really frustrated when you can't get what you want. I mean, we used to be much better about dealing with not having things, right? You don't, you can't see your aunt right now. You can't talk to your buddy instantly. I can't see what's happening with my friend in Iceland at the moment. That's right. So so you you just just get on with your life. And you just get on with your life. And you do this point. Now, and now we're seeing people and obviously this is what, this is, I think I was listening to that hidden mind thing you sent me as well recently. And it was, it was about like this idea of, this is not like not a high concept. The idea of like hidden sadness of Instagram and Facebook and all that kind of stuff, right? Where we see a selective reporting of sure. happiness, right? So we are used to seeing happiness and we are not used to being frustrated or burdened by things we don't want. And then we have something, we're up against something that is immutable. I think it's hard to deal with with us now. And it's very frustrating. Um, so things well, like... I'd like to throw something else. Institutional yeah. inequities or physical impairments or whatever else were like, I don't have to deal with not having what I want now. I I agree wholeheartedly, but I also think thrown into the mix is this idea that there's, there's now no longer a defined collective that is at war with another collective. Like humans have evolved to be tribal and to come together to defeat, you know, external forces and Mm. stuff. Right. And that galvanizing force puts aside fucking differences like, do I think that gays can get married? Like the the inconsequentiality of those kind of questions come to the fore when you're at war with and, someone and else. We right? can agree for the sake of the podcast that these are inconsequential debates. Oh yes, largely, no, I, largely. I, largely. I, I, I agree. I think largely. I, I agree. Like, I think if this is dumb. The, the fact, the combination of it of it being now a more globalized world where races are more intermixed, there's no longer a more def- like clearly defined us and them. Yeah, like. We don't quite know what to do we with ourselves. We start to find the them within us. That's right. Yeah. We look internally for the them. Well, Inward. yes. We also don't lack this thing, which is just like, who gives a fuck? We have to defeat them. Or we have to go, like, mm. half of the male population. We need a battle. Right we now. need to find a battle to fight. Well, this is the whole Thomas Pinkerty thing, which is like the... Um, Thomas Pinker? Thomas, no, nah, Pinkerty. The, the, uh, he's an economist that basically yeah. is showing the level of inequality... Basically, war is 
the great equalizer in society. It's mm. like, you think it's a problem with inequality right now. If, like, if there was a war, guess what happens? Like, the, the people with the most money put a lot of their money into the war effort and like it starts galvanizing people and eventually the lower classes get a lot, you know, well, it's destructive, but at the same time, it levels the field in a huge way, right? Mm. And we haven't had something like that with a distinguished us and them for ages. And so we're growing up in a society which is like instant gratification, as you said. Yeah. No galvanizing force. And so it's just like all about me all the time. And no coping skills. And no coping skills. That's right. Because we've yeah. had it pretty good. So yeah. it's kind of like yeah. no, no shit we get have fucking internet flame wars on stuff that is just inane. Whatever. And, yeah. Inconsequential. You know, let's, let's, let's decide exactly what the power structure is in this relationship to determine whether this person was inappropriate in asking this person. And, and let's, you know fire people you, do you know what I mean like it's, it's kind of like I guess even this reminds of like we're talking about Bill Maher earlier and like his outrage every week at say Trump and I'm not a Trump person at all right it's clearly he's you know, obviously the wrong man for the job but the anger and the war that's being galvanized with these words right it's very much like well without a real war to be fighting without someone else to talk like another issue to talk about of them to hold accountable for um, for evil doing there's a new battle being picked within the country, right? And there's a lot of just vitriol and a lot of and a new direction of, for, for energy to be placed. And that's what we hear. You hear him talk, I feel like you just need somebody to yell at right now. He just has to be the most proximate sort of um, target for it in this moment. Um, but certainly sort of defangs the legitimacy of the argument, mm. I think, right? Yeah. We're bored. We're bored and we have within us millions of years of a fight mechanism. Yeah, we don't do well with peace. There's no, we a, don't. There's a movie in here somewhere, right? Yeah. That's why this is, this is the, the premise of a thousand films. But see, but I guess what I'm trying to say... A thousand legends. Is that, is that I think an argument can be mounted that this just sucks about the human condition. Yeah. If you swallow that and you accept that it sucks about the human condition... You don't get into these strange arguments where it's like, but naturally this is the way it should be. It's like, well, no, nature fucking sucks, man. Like, you know, we can construct society to try to push against natural forces. You know what this reminds me of? Or who this reminds me of? Do you know who was on uh, Joe Rogan yesterday? Uh, wait, wait, Dan Carlin? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dan Carlin. <laughs> he, does, he just doesn't look like the voice, does he? I haven't seen him. Oh, he didn't. But can okay. you imagine? No, I, I listen, listen to the to podcast. The medium is radio. Can we you, were at a can 1993. Imagine, can you imagine a time when when there's gazelles in the Serengeti and you're with your friend and you could be dead that afternoon? You don't know. Anything could happen. Yeah, there's, no, to, there's no security. Yeah, there's no to, internet. Switch to Peterson. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I, I can't. It's weird, man. It's, <laughs> It's not cool, you know. You're you're out there, and you know the women are baking, and you gotta go to war, and it's heavy, man. It's heavy. That's so good, you know. And that's not fair. That's not fun, but it's true. And I tell ya, <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's really good. Uh, 
that those are some cameos for any of you guys that are might. I think Will might know Dan Carlin potentially. I don't know if anyone else will. No one knows Peterson. I don't think <laughs> besides us. This is what we do when we don't have children. Yeah, right? yeah. We, yeah. We feed our minds full of stuff. Sound in. bites from our fake friends <laughs> who yeah. talk to us online. Um, and this and we is us threaten women sexually. <laughs> and... Oh, so okay. We before we wrap up. Number one, briefly. What was the conclusion with your supervisor at work? How did that go? We're having a chat tomorrow. I'm oh, it's okay. Chat with two of them. That they, I, I got a, I got a message from the super, my uh, the general manager saying, "Hey, do you mind coming in for a chat in a couple of days?" And this is before the message came through. Is there official title like? Is it S O U P E R V I S O R? Okay. 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 I see it. I see it. Yep. That, would, that would definitely like delegitimize some of their authority. They came in like I'm like a, a tag. They said like see regional supervisor. <laughs> no, Justin, you have to have a talk. <laughs> no, I didn't get this badge <laughs> by landing on my backside. <laughs> Not taking it seriously. You don't get to be district supervisor. <laughs> I'm the the beef executive officer. <laughs> okay. Doesn't really work. Doesn't work. Rentals. At that restaurant, no. Uh, and number, okay, last point. Um, we do have some listener mail. Do we have time or it's... No, we've got time. We've got some listener I'll, mail. I'll, I'll read it and then we can just decide whether we have time to talk about it today. If we've talked about some of it and... Yeah, yeah. What are we at now? 140 or something? Well, it's about an hour and a half, yeah. That's a good talk. Okay, so Bradley from Indonesia writes in, um, would like to hear your thoughts on cultural appropriation banning of speakers and other illiberal liberal tendencies happening in campuses in the US. Jeez, that's a huge topic. It's a may, huge topic. May, that, may, that's why it's almost okay, an entire Is there, is there a more frivolous one that we can... That's all we have so far. Okay. All right. We do only have four. That's our mailbag for it's, today. To be fair, I think we have more or less a 25% uh, mail-in rate. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I propose... So our interaction is off the chain, really. Like that's Our, our conversion... Yeah. From from listener to like interacting audience member is huge. Maybe no podcast. But our follow through on that twenty five percent interaction. <laughs> <Zero>. is, <laughs> we flatlined on it. We, but I don't know. I mean, that's that is a. You came in hot with information. We were going to read this earlier, and I thought maybe we this forgot could be a about topic. it completely. Well, you had some. What you ta- what you brought to the table it was, was pretty hot. Was, it was, it was hot. hot. It was topical. It was new for for you. Yeah. And allowed us to kind of touch upon some things that we've been thinking about for a while. And I'm rattled by it, man. I'm rattled by all this. Uh, yeah, you should be. So again, I think the interesting thing about what you're going through right now um, is what I said in the, in, the, in the beginning, and not that I'm accusing you. I don't mean obviously. I, I'm happy to I'm be listening stuff, to in, you in a in a conversation like this. I'm happy to be accused of stuff because yeah. it's a you know tete a tete. We're playing. We're we're our interest right now is about uncovering truth. Yes, and that's truth about things around us, but also also truth about ourselves. Right. This is part of the idea of meditation and being mindful. And going on things like retreats or whatever else, right? And, and thinking about some of these issues is trying to figure out what we actually think about them and to contextualize or to put ourselves within the context of what's happening, right? To appreciate our own actions and our thoughts and everything that go with them, right? Um, and so what you have here is an opportunity to, to consider whether or not you can, you, can, you can back yourself and defend yourself and whatever else and, and see things as you think you see them, which is obviously totally fair. And you can also take on board... The fact that there is a this is what they would say to you in like HR, right? But there is some truth to this, which is, you know, are there things that you are doing which you don't fully even appreciate? 
Sure. Uh, and then, then, the, other, then the, the extension of that is, if there are things that you don't appreciate and they're happening, are you at fault? Are they wrong? Or are you at fault? Like, are they manipulative or are you wrong? And are you therefore responsible to them if they are truly unconscious and you're not aware? Is that any different than anyone having unconscious desires that they end up acting upon or, or, or behaving on? Mm-hmm. So, again, we get into fairly sort of heady philosophical conversation about the nature of intent and the nature of responsibility for intent. Right? And this is a huge... We've talked about this before as well, right? The idea of agency, crime, thought, thought police, you know, and where the responsibility and punishment comes in along that continuum. Uh, and so this is a, an example of that, where it's, you know, is someone, is someone's third party observation of what's happened with you or is your behavior, does that ring a bell of truth that you don't see yourself? Um... This is not a question you'd answer right no, no, now, but course, it's, just, it's just an interesting extension I, of this idea, right? I think I, think I am, in, in my, to my credit, if I can say that, this is questions I'm asking myself because sure. I'm not just, you know, putting the wall up and, and being kind of like, like, yeah, you know, I did nothing wrong, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately trying to ask myself, but at the same time, I, I'm no longer hesitant to defend myself if I think I'm okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I'm battling those two forces at yeah. play. Um, it's, a, it's about it's about um, uncovering truth wherever that lies. If, if if someone was to say that there's a legitimate power structure in this lentils relationship that I'm not aware of, I'm happy to hear that because I mm-hmm. maybe I don't see it. Yeah, and that's just I just think it's a volunteer organization. I, I'm not the fucking boss. Or but she never made. Did she reference you using your power? No, she said that you were disingenuous about your intentions. Yes, long term. Yeah, but she didn't really. In the, certainly, maybe at the very end, but like through the your conversations, she didn't reference a power struggle. She didn't reference feeling obligated to engage in activities. No, she seemed. No, to, in her, fact, her issue was a lack of requitance of what she felt that she was putting forward yes. and what she felt you had promised. Yes, right. That's right. And so you can we can talk about the idea of a power struggle at lentil or power hierarchy. Well, that's what's going to that's what's potentially going to get me kicked out of lentils. On yes, but tomorrow. you have to I which I've got a message so I'm just going to check the message because I sure. think it might be from Nick. So you might want to kind of go in there with the ammunition that that was never brought up and Hold that on, doesn't sec- seem to be an issue. You are getting pretty good with that T9, man. I don't even know if it's T9. I don't even know what T9 is. It doesn't have the word lentils in it. <laughs> that's, that's fucking ridiculous. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so that might be enough for... Uh, I think that's enough for now. Now, podcast two. Everybody stay tuned for our podcast next week where we'll be reviewing Daddy's Home 2. The Something new Will Ferrell, uh, Mark Wahlberg vehicle, just for a bit of levity. Um, and feel free to ask more questions that we won't answer as well. <laughs> we, Bradley from Indonesia, we will answer your question next time. I think we need to um, probably stew on that. But we just ran out of time. 